0: morning to you. What's good about it, Craig? What's good about it, man? You're about to be out the door. <laughs> hey, listen. Was it? Uh, I've, I've run into some old-timers, not even old-timers, These guys my age and even younger. I say, how you doing? Hey, I'm above ground, and that's what matters. <laughs> Always right, which is a good thing to say. Good morning, regardless, and welcome. To light the tower on the horn, 1049, 1019 a.m. 1260, uh, on the horn app and hornfm.com. My name is Craig Way. Glad to have you with us. For the last time, for the, for the last time, I say these words in this program, joined by my co host, the pride of Northwest Williamson County.
1: I'll accept that at the end, yes. <laughs>
0: And a proud graduate of Florence High School. You are damn right. God. Extremely proud. You know him best, however, and you will continue to know him best. No doubt. For his
1: work at Horns
0: 24 7. That would be Jeff Howe. How you I, doing?
1: I feel like the four and seven college team that's just playing out the string now. I've got my I've got my twelfth game. There's no bowl game. We're heading home for the holidays after this one, just looking to finish on a high note let's
0: just say, let's just say this you're you're five and six, but you know uh you're you're four and seven, but you know that even if you win to get to five and seven, you don't have enough of an academic aPR to to, yeah. to weasel in backdoor into one of those bowl games mm-hmm. pretty much
1: yeah <laughs> we're the uh we're that bottom rung you know we're that mountain west team where you know your admissions process is do you have a pulse? All right, cool. No dis. Sorry, Mountain West. No disrespect to any Mountain West alums, but you get the picture. It's uh, today's my bowl game. It's my there de facto go. bowl game.
0: My uh, my broadcast mentor, Bill Mercer, used to say of one school in the Southland Conference when North Texas had to go up against him, "If you can fog a mirror, they accept you." <laughs> Pretty much <laughs> what he used to say. So, uh, but anyway, today is Jeff's last show. Tomorrow will be my last show. Uh, here on the Horn. You know that. we've it, It's been out there for a bit and uh, talked about. bit. So we're glad to have a couple more days with you. Today, know, you uh, know just what? final day, and then mine tomorrow.
1: Can I just say I'm I'm glad it's playing out this way because, again, a lot of people, Craig, are assuming that, you know, they know what's next for you, which if, you know, a, a lot of that would be news to you. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> I've seen some of the posts. Yeah. I, I, like, I looked at some of those... Uh, uh facebook uh posts or the comments on the facebook post from the horn and and uh and uh replies on tweets well he's just gonna uh you know something i don't (laughs) at least at the moment but let's let's
1: assume you know let's assume tomorrow could be your last day hosting a daily talk show in our fair bird. And I'm glad it's working out this way because I want I want you to have the floor tomorrow to give a proper goodbye, proper send off to the listening audience, and for that to be reciprocated because you meant a lot to a lot of people, and you mean a lot to a lot of
0: well, people. Well, I appreciate that, and and listen, the, the, whatever happens beyond tomorrow for me, whatever happens, uh, folks know they'll still be able to hear me in town because that little old football team is playing. Mm-hmm. And the basketball team and the baseball team, you know, uh, the men's basketball team, the women's people will still hear me regardless of whatever and other possibilities may come up. Also, and really just got it kind of confirmed a couple of days ago that I, that I am going to be doing uh, the high school programming again for Bally's this yes. fall. Yes. So, I mean, I'll be back on that because they had some uncertain things because of what happened with the parent company and all that bankruptcy stuff and everything. But they are pressing forward. There will be high school scoreboard live this fall. There will be games. There will be a Texas Football Days game. There will be state championships. So, yeah, I, a lot of what I do annually every fall will be back and in its regular place. The one big piece, obviously, I won't be on the station after tomorrow. We know that. Uh there may be something else down the road, but again, you hit the nail on the head. There is, it it, it at this point, it would be grand news to me to say you are definitely doing this or <laughs> right. you are definitely doing that. It would it, there's there's nothing definite that says I'm definitely doing this or definitely doing
1: that. Am I still invited to dinner when we're on the road together? Yep, yep. Okay,
0: absolutely, absolutely.
1: Glad that invitation still extended.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and uh, and but but we still have uh, we still have some uh, radio to do here uh, today. We are joined once again. Our uh, producer is Happy Jack Farrell, who joined us uh, the other day. Jumping we, Jack Farrell. Uh, you prefer the I Rolling know, Stones version the, as opposed to the Who version. I go against the green. I got you. See, the reason why I call him Happy Jack Farrell is because he was always so pleasant and happy. To... How are you doing this morning? Are you feeling pleasant, by the way?
2: I am feeling pleasant. If we are a 4-7 and seven football team, Cameron Parker is sitting out preparing for the draft, so I'm getting my first run of the season. I'm ready to produce. <laughs> he's skipping the Cameron, ball
1: game. Cameron's <laughs> opted out.
2: <laughs> he's
0: opted out all the way to New York and, what, Montreal, I guess? He's on vacation?
1: Cameron. Cameron's working with that special trainer out in Arizona where all the guys yeah. train before the combine.
0: So um, Cameron like Jack, is far, far too talented to be kept out of the public eye for very long when it comes to radio. 100%. 100%. Uh, you will hear from both of those gentlemen in the in the coming times as well. Uh, we're going to give away two, two copies of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. Since we're done tomorrow and we'd originally budgeted to give a few more copies away, we're going to give away two today and two tomorrow. So we'll do that. Uh, before we're done so uh anyway we're happy to be uh with you today are and we
1: are we going to have surplus magazines or are you looking to give all these i
0: think they I think they're going uh the rest of them will be going website okay giveaways so I think they will all be they're all being put it this way the accounting is underway to find out exactly what's left and 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 that sort of thing as long as those things don't go to waste they won't they won't those those will be given away no, no doubt about it. Our Specs text line is open at 337-3776. 337 Pastor Smasher said uh, Bucky opted out. Uh, Harge opted out. They both had stuff going on. And Harge yeah. uh, has a, a kid in sports that had some things going. He he only made the decision to make last Friday his final day after some serious consideration on how he was going to have to try to juggle some things around and things like that. And
1: that was a – man, uh, we we were in here for Bucky's exit, and that yep. was emotional. And that, that was one of the best shows Harge has done since he's been over here was last yeah. Friday. Yeah. It was from the heart. Wouldn't expect anything less from sure. Harge. So it was – uh, it was awesome. It was yeah, good stuff.
0: Absolutely. So, uh, a,
1: pro- and, a proper send off. Yeah.
0: So, uh, uh, hey, somebody said good luck to my son and the Gerald Cougars as they kick off this senior foot his senior football practice. <laughs> hey, football practices are underway on the high school campuses you this s- morning. S- you
1: smell that when you walked outside this morning, Craig. Everybody, knows, if you if you played high school football in Texas, you know that two days smell. It hadn't rained in about a month month and a half for us. I don't know. We're fifty something days without rain. All right. You smell that, like the burned grass and the yeah. hay, and just that little that little mist in the air in the morning, the humidity. You kind of smelled thick.
0: it as you would oh, do. Yeah. You went out there this morning. He, this guy, this texter says, Go, Cougs. Jeff, I played against you in high school.
1: Hutto Hippos, class of 01. Uh, how about that? We didn't play, well, we didn't play football against Hutto. It was basketball games. Uh,
0: would you have played against Huddle in '98 or '99?
1: Their class of '01, no, no. Uh, middle school, they were they were a district game, but that's yeah. a, that's a year grad that's Maybe. graduating a year yeah. before me. So. Okay,
0: all right. Somebody said uh, Craig came and spoke to my third grade class in 2009 at Spicewood Elementary. I remember that. Now I'm 22 and pursuing a master's at Rice. Will miss me. B- Listen every day. It's a, gr- gotten to grow up listening to. Gr- well, I'm glad you've moved on to that, and you're going for a master's at Rice, <laughs> in spite of whatever you might have heard from me at Spicewood Elementary back in '09. I'm glad that I'm glad you're good on ya. <laughs> uh,
1: I love, you. I love I love Jeff Mudd. It Says Jeff was a walking, talking San Jose State. That's exactly what I am. Yeah. Today.
0: Uh, John in the base is that smell from Gerald Jeff? Did someone leave the gym doors open? No, no,
1: that no. That be... would be uh, that would not be a pleasant smell. That would be that smell of rat pee. And you get rat pee and cow crap, <laughs> and once the smell, once the you know, because all your senses heighten, right? So once the smell dies down, your sense of hearing gets louder. So then you can hear the the sheep crying for help. Yeah, after.
0: Yeah. Uh, so anyway. Uh, look
1: you gotta play for your name on the the name on the back of the jersey now <laughs>
0: smasher's asking if you're joining the Gerald radio staff over there um
1: no no that's uh I would if it was living in Gerald or retire then consider me retired salty
0: to the end when it comes uh, to the Gerald Cougars there uh <laughs> anyway um among the things that we have to discuss on the program, we do have uh, we do have longhorn notebooks as we've had all along since this show began its incarnation in March of 2020, just prior to the shutdown due to COVID. Um, maybe that should have been a sign that.
1: Yeah, I've, been, I've thought about that. I'm like, you know, it's probably it's ominous. <laughs> um, but anyway.
0: Um, we do have a couple of Longhorn notebooks although they're going to be different is that is the way you kind of texted yeah. to me.
1: I've got different? Uh, got some goodbyes, some thank yous, so I'll do uh I'll thank the Horn on Air staff and and the Horn family, Austin Radio Network family. In the first notebook and then the second one will be uh for the listeners and some personal goodbyes. So
0: Okay. All right. Now here and I'm
1: apologizing now if I don't get through it. I'm apologizing up front. I should be okay, but just in case.
0: Here's all right. This may be the best idea we've had in the three and a half years we've been on air together. Our friend Victor. He says, I'm gonna miss the Victor bickering between Florence and Gerald. Jeff, can you and Purple Daddy's Buffalo do a podcast and keep it going? See well, now that that's a creative idea. It would
1: have to be him coming to me because, you know, You'd have to explain to people in Gerald what the internet is, and right. you know, keep them get them up to date on computer technology, and that, that's just you know, it's one of those deals. I either need five minutes or five years because anything in between isn't going to do us a, either of us any good.
0: Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, by the way, the Smasher said. Uh, that w- by the way, what is the record of Gerald versus Florence? I don't think Jeff wants to recall that.
1: I don't. Uh-huh. No, because you, look, you got to understand, Gerald has a. Long, 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 long history of being terrible. As as bad as my alma mater's been, there was a long stretch where Gerald was equally, if not more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, inept on the gridiron. Okay. But I don't, those records are not easily kept. Yeah, probably so.
0: Uh, so anyway, uh, lots, lots of uh, uh, folks on, on the text line, CB. Thanks for three great years. Uh, thank thank you for your support over the years, especially after my dad passed away. Been there, done that. I know what you mean. CB and I'm and so is Jeff. So Yes. Th- uh,
1: th- thank you so CB. Are, thank you. Yeah.
0: So uh, uh, the it, somebody said do you know if a horn I will do go I do
1: get I do crack up sometimes though cuz CB wants to make sure that uh, you know we don't miss anything. And there there have been times where CB will tag me, you and I in something and it's like it's an article that I wrote and I'm like yeah, I uh I <laughs> I I know that article very well, I know that story very well because yeah. it's got my byline on it. Yeah, no, we love you, C B. Thank you. Thank yeah. you so much for your contributions.
0: Uh somebody said, Jeff, don't hate on the Cougs. We went three rounds deep in the playoffs last year while the Buffs sat at home and then Henry from Gerald says, We're a hoop school, you know? So there you go.
1: That makes sense. Uh, uh proficient in a non contact sport. Uh, makes sense. Uh,
0: uh anyway. <laughs> and then maybe uh, our guy Lakeway Traditional Martial Arts says, is, "Is there really a difference between Gerald and Florence?"
1: <laughs> oh, there's not enough time left in this show for me to go over all
0: the them. Uh, oh gosh. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, there's uh, there's lots of people weighing in on that. But anyway, we've got other things. So.
1: I'm so glad that there is there are people in the greater Austin area and abroad. Who know about the rivalry, the battle of FM 487 because mm-hmm. of this show now.
0: Yeah, they you pro- have brought it to light, if nothing else. You've shined a positive spotlight on Gerald, whether you have chosen to do that or not.
1: Am, am I bitter because they knocked us out of the basketball playoffs my senior year? Maybe, maybe Ooh. not. I can't confirm or deny that. But wow. Wow. And I know Gerald's in, in a higher classification now, but to me, the rivalry, the rivalry lives on. Yes, yeah.
0: Uh, somebody said, I, I saw
1: a, 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 it wasn't a meme. It was, it was a, a, like a TikTok video. It was either a TikTok video, YouTube short, something that, uh, it's like when high school football rivalries are still real and it's two guys, it's a boss and a potential employee and they're talking about this job. Oh, yeah. And every, everything is great. And until he finds out, so are you originally from here? He's like, no, I'm originally from, uh, from, Mid, from Odessa. That's where I went to high school. And he, the guy, the the boss said, did you go to Permian? <laughs> And he said, yeah, played there. Why? He's like, I'm from midland Lee. you son of a... Get out! He's like, what about the job? <laughs> there is no job!
0: <laughs> uh, that's where he made the mistake. Yeah. Uh, 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 C-PAL said, uh, Craig, you mentioned Grit, Texas, the other day. My uncle was the postmaster in Grit till they closed it 60 years ago. Had a store or two. yeah. All the great little towns out there, Grit and Streeter and Art and... Uh, you know, um, Fredonia, which is, by the way, in case you're wondering, the geographical halfway point between Austin and San Angelo. I know this from driving out there when I had kids going to Angelo State. It's almost exact. It's it, depending on what side you're going. It's either going to be it's either going to be Fredonia or it's going to be uh, uh, Field Creek. It'll be one, one or the other out there. It's not if you've gone to uh, voca, It's probably a little bit too far out there on the seventy one or uh, twenty nine.
1: How but, how much how much pride do you take in whenever somebody's driving out west and they see signs for Tuscola and they'll say, "Oh, that was that's Colt McCoy's hometown." How how much are you just chomping at the bit to tell people that Colts from Buffalo Gap?
0: Well. I look at that the same way I look at your deal. I mean, people say let Jeff the, is... Let the
1: record show this is the only time Colt McCoy and I will ever be compared in any way, shape, or form.
0: Cole was from Buffalo Gap. He went to Gymnet High in Tuscola. So people have automatically assumed, well, he's from Tuscola, when in fact he's not. He's from Buffalo Gap. Population 89.
1: They got like a general store there. Uh huh. Okay.
0: Well, at Perini Ranch, the great steakhouse, is there. All right. Yeah, the, the fabulous steakhouse, Perini Ranch, is in Buffalo Gap. But, um, you know, but but he went he went to Jim High in Tuscola, but he's from Buffalo Gap. Jeff Howe is a proud graduate, as we mentioned, of Florence High School. But Jeff Howe is not from Florence.
1: No. Jeff Howe is from Andyce. The mean Street, son.
0: You and Aaron Ogun, here with the mean streets of Akron until he was eight, whatever. And,
1: I can take yeah. you on a quick tour of Andys. Number one, it'll take about three minutes, but I can show you, you know, culverts where I wrecked bikes and all yeah, was into all kinds of, it's about as much hooliganism as you can get into in Andys, Texas. <laughs>
2: there was uh, once
1: upon a time, <laughs> I probably shouldn't say this, but once upon a time, I I think I was in high school and driving home and I see a kind of catty corner from us see Williamson County Sheriff's Department, and I'm like, wow, what happened over there? It's somebody who's building a meth lab, running a meth lab nice. across, the, across the road. So I'm like, well, that's okay. good to know. It's good to know Wilco got on top of that. A
0: safe enough distance from the greatness that is the Andyce General Store. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Because it is greatness if you've never been there and never had a burger there.
1: I can't confirm or deny that that person was originally from Gerald, who was running the lab. But. Wow.
0: Uh, okay. Oh, uh, I thought you meant the general store, all oh, the lab. Not okay. do no, Now you're just making stuff up. Okay. i thought <laughs> that anyway. So that's what that. That's what. Yeah. That's like, what yeah. Jeff and Colt
1: McCoy have in common. The mean. The mean street.
0: Yes. They went to a rural high school, as they lived in a rural community, whose students were then. Uh, were then, um, you know, zoned to that high school. Uh, there's a, uh, I, you'll have to help me, Jeff, on this because because it's definitely your bailiwick is the recruiting thing. The Longhorns have a commitment in baseball, who went to Taylor, but he's not from Taylor. He's from Norman's Crossing.
1: <laughs> That's so awesome. Isn't it awesome?
0: You got to you have to pull it up. It's it's. Uh, I
1: I really want to look at a baseball. I want to look at a baseball roster like Norman's crossing, Rice's crossing, just the various crossings.
0: Well, Taylor Youngman originally, you know, his his roots predate where he graduated high school. Yeah, so you know that it, it 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 happens. So the pride of Rogers Texas. He's Rogers Texas.
1: Taylor Youngman. Yeah. So I watched Taylor Youngman pitch against Florence one time when I was running the local paper there. Yeah. I think the game seriously, I think it lasted about twenty minutes. <laughs> you Just like, mowed felt, him down. Felt like I was in and out. Like, wow, well, I'm, I'm gonna be home for dinner. This is kinda
0: nice. <laughs> this will be quick. Uh so so yeah, I mean the, the regionality of of rural uh high schools with Kids that come from the rural areas or farming and ranching communities, small what what my dad used to refer to as a wide spot in the road, mm-hmm. uh, places like that. But yet they went, the closest high school they went to was in a rural area out there.
1: My mom actually did go to when Andes had a school. My mm-hmm. mom went there. I think she was in second grade when yeah it got absorbed in the Florence ISD.
0: Uh, just like um our good friend Tom Barfield. Yeah. Of course, helps us out a long way. His mom was from Ross. You know where Ross mm-hmm. is? Because you see the sign that says Ross Road all 535 north of Waco, and it's a little bit out west of There's there. There's truck
1: stop there. The racetrack is <clears throat> Well, Ross there.
0: had a school for years, in fact, all the way through high school, I think, and his mom graduated from Ross. Now, those kids, they go to Connolly. Now, Waco-Connelly.
1: Makes sense, yeah. Yeah, and
0: the ones that go from there. So Not
1: pflugerville Connolly. That'd be a heck of a, heck of a trip to school no, no, in the be. morning. that would be.
0: That would be. Yeah, it, it would be. Somebody said, hey – uh and ice was just a store it was a store that said beer and ice but the wind tore the beer part off that's
1: uh, i don't really know what the town's origin of that that's the one that sounds the best yeah but so oh, i'll i'll roll with it until i can have someone give me concrete concrete proof that that's not where the town originated from what? The, 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 name of the, the name of the town and ice.
0: Oh, and ice. I got you. Okay, yeah. Uh, Hair, Texas. Bench- and somebody said, I knew Fredonia uh, was halfway uh, because when I worked for FedEx, I was out of San Angelo, and my area was between Mason and uh, Castell, and uh, and I'd run into the guy delivering to the Llano area from Pflugerville. Yeah. Yeah, Fredonia. Uh, so anyway, uh, Jeff just wanted to say, you're a lot like hot beer. <laughs> you're kind of hard to drink at first, but after a couple of drinks, you realize it ain't so bad. <laughs> so that's a good way to do it. Hard is from Maxdale. That's a great comparison. Went to Ellison. Yeah, he's from Maxdale. If you if you know where Maxdale is, off Farm to Market, I believe it's twenty six seventy. If you're going up one ninety five hey, to
1: clean and you, you hang go, a left, you on go Max right or Darwin. left. You go right. You go into Ding Dong. You go left. Triple seven yeah. to States, You Go left. You go into Maxdale.
0: Yeah. So there you go. So Man, see
1: Harge is Harge is one of the few people, probably the only person on this show that can tell me street names in terms of like where he grew up and where his where his family lived, and yeah. I'm like, I know exactly where you're talking about. <laughs> like, you don't have to get you know, you don't have to direct me, like just say the street name or the primary street name. Well, it's off of this. I'm like, okay, great, got it.
0: Parker says I lived in Wimberley and they bust us all the way to Hayes. Yeah, back before Wimberley had the high school. Um you know, so
1: uh, uh, Belton Gringo said Harge was he's joking about Harge being from Maxdale. By the way, oh, he I do been know all I that. do, it know, where I do know where story. Maxdale is though.
0: I do too, I absolutely do. My grandpa lived in Colleen, and we used to meet up at the Andice General Store for a burger and a beer. Says somebody, yeah. So anyway, that's and I think this is somebody I mean, it's a boo, Jim Ned. We had our bus shot at when we were in Jim Ned, meaning you were in Tuscola. Back in the day, Stanton Buffalo's baby, not good experiences there. It said that
1: my okay. So, uh, Bohika asks, What is my theory on how Andyce got its name? I always like this. Is the one that I've heard makes it's because this makes the most sense that apparently, when they were getting a post office in Andyce, that the name of the town was going to be Audis and either. It was misspelled on the application, or the U.S. Postal Service goofed, and it came back as Andice, and, ice okay. and so that's just what it was. It. Yeah,
2: they went with it. Wikipedia says that's the answer.
1: That's the answer. That's the one I've always heard. and that, that to me, I'm like, okay, that makes the most sense.
2: The guy's name was Audis. The guy who, the postmaster was trying to name it after his son. Yeah. his son's name is so, Audis. So, a U D. So, yes, I see. The, the post office misread it as an N instead of a U. Yeah. So okay. now, technically, you're pronouncing. The name incorrectly; it should be Andes, Texas. Andis, but yeah, that's, says
1: Andis, that's how the hardcore locals pronounce it.
0: See, I love stuff like this. Here is what I, I: grew up in Structure. You said where's Structure? Went to school in Elgin, so there you go. Uh, <laughs> my grandfather grew up. We had to go out to his ranch off County Road Four Thirty Two, just off of Four Eighty Seven, outside I Florence. know where that is. That little diner y'all had in Florence was the best damn chicken fried steak in my opinion for a long time. So, yeah. We ever
1: had anybody from Briggs text this show? Uh, I don't think so. If you're from Briggs, text the show or just,
0: Ocala. Yeah, you know, right up there, Joppa, or, wherever. Yeah, just yeah. you know, the, text the, in, the, let the, us know. The far, the farthest northwest reaches of Williamson County. I say just from Northwest Williamson County. I mean, it is way out Northwest Williamson County. If you're going there, you're right at the county line.
1: Mm-hmm. If you're going, if you're going north, in fact, of, I'm
0: not even sure Briggs isn't across the county. Briggs line. is across the county yeah, line. If yeah. you're, if
1: you get north of Greens Corner, you're pretty yeah. much in Burnett County.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so there you
1: go. Uh, and yeah, the, if you're from one of those, uh, like Bell County, Burnett County, Williamson County outposts, like anybody from Jonah listening, there you go, go Circleville. Him. Yeah,
0: there you go, San Gabriel.
1: I've been drunk in Jonah before. That
0: is a country western song waiting to be written by Bill Shoney. I've been drunk in
1: Jonah before. You know, I just, <laughs> you know, I could just hear that. So by some by some guy named uh, Girth Staggers, probably writing. <laughs>
0: Somebody asked me if I've ever been through Comfort. Absolutely. Great little town. They've actually got a great pizza joint called Comfort Pizza. That makes sense. Somebody who grew up in Martindale and went to San Marcos. See, I love that kind of stuff. Grew up in Canyon Lake. Bus to New Braunfels. That had to be before Canyon Lake had its mm-hmm. high school. Yeah. Bertram. Absolutely. Chad Hastings got married in Bertram. That's right. Hey, really? Chad Hastings got married in Bertram, let him tell you about it. the he facilities. And were the
1: facilities an oatmeal occupied, or what? Uh,
0: it might have been. You know, <laughs> one of these days I'm going to make it to the oatmeal festival. The problem with the oatmeal festival is it's Labor Day weekend, and there's football going on. Oh yeah. You know, so uh, that's yeah. I mean, who doesn't want to meet the oatmeal queen? You know, there's an oatmeal queen exactly every year. So yeah. So here's somebody who lives in in Sharp. Uh, just north of San Gabriel, there you go, Topsy up in uh, Coriel County, and uh, there's somebody lives in Blue. Went to Lexington. That was that that uh, that Facebook post that Bill Shoning had the other day, coming up on a deal where you're going down 290, like you're you know between Elgin and Giddings. You're over there. At, uh, uh, I think it's your even past Page, and there's the cutoff for farm to market 696, mm mm-hmm. and. Uh, that's the way to go over to Lexington, Lexington and ultimately loops around the 21. It's not actually a shorter route to go to College Station, uh, but you can kind of go at an you know, elevated a quick, rate of speed on quick that Quick trivia farm fact about
1: Lexington. You know, uh, the uh, grocery store in Lexington. Peterson's Grocery. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Peterson, former Aggie, now on the Kansas football staff. Okay. His family owns okay. the Peterson's Grocery Store in Lexington.
0: Not far from Snow's Barbecue. Not far over at all. Uh, so... Bill had posted the thing about how once, when I was still living in the Metroplex, I was not down here at the time, but he was driving over to College Station and he had taken the left on 696 to go because eventually it loops out to 21. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of cutting off the angle, but it's in a roundabout way and you have to go through Lexington to it's do like it.
1: It's like pursuit drill in football practice. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, I got you.
0: He, he called me to ask about something and I said, well, where are you? And he said, oh, I just turned on – a to market road and i said well what one and he said 696 and i said 696 and you're going over to college station and he said yeah i said have you been through blue or gus yet
1: <laughs>
0: he had not been through blue or gus yet blue has united the methodist church there but not much more the, f- gus the
1: thriving of metropolis of mcdade yeah
0: so uh here's a friend who grew up in uh bocus <laughs> and went to school in Lexington. Yeah, see, that's what I'm talking about. Blue, my wife gripping. You're my boy, Blue. Uh, their convenience store doesn't even have gas pumps, just two metal poles where you can tie up your horse at the convenience store. It's a former house there and nothing else. Somebody else born and uh, raised in Brady. Spent all my summers through uh, school. you uh, somebody who's listening from Somerville.
1: Yeah. Craig, if uh, if Jaden Blue scores a touchdown this year, will you go? Will no, from old school? I'm not. Come doing on, that. Craig. I'm not. Come doing on. That. What if it's what if it's like a like a like it's just an electric like a sixty-something yard run? And he's like stiff arms a dude, hurdles somebody. It like he really earned it. I'm not doing that. You're my boy, Blue.
0: I'm not doing that. I'm doing that. Uh, somebody asked me, uh, favorite restaurant? <laughs> Craig rest-
1: usually entertains my shtick. That the, one got no, shot no, no, down no, real not doing quick. That.
0: Somebody said, uh, favorite restaurant in Marble Falls? You know the answer to that. It's the Blue Bonnie Chili's? Cafe. It's the Blue Bonnie Cafe. Chicken Express? Go there for
1: Pie Happy Hour. You'll know. What we, uh, I, yeah. I think I told this story. We ate at the Chicken Express in Marble Falls my senior year after we beat Johnson City to clinch a playoff spot. Yeah. And I guess it didn't sit well with some guys because uh, somebody got thrown up on, <laughs> on the wall. Yeah yeah it was rough
0: uh legalize it said i I believe that
1: was brett adams throwing up on chris hilbert if i remember right somebody from on that florence football team might want to text in and correct me but i'm pretty sure that's what Mm -hmm. it was
0: legalize it said i delivered pizza to the mahomes family in white house circa 2003
1: nice there yeah by the way i finished jack have you seen quarterback on netflix yet i have not okay it's awesome it's only eight episodes you can crush it in a day or two it's awesome um Real quick review. And by the way, we, st- we will have, I watched Cocaine Bear this weekend. So we will yeah. have the Cocaine Bear review. Good. Uh, for my send off show. Uh, quarterback made me have a, a, a really like Kirk Cousins now.
0: Yeah, really that's put what Kirk everybody Cousins says. in a positive light. Yep.
1: It just seems like a good dude. Uh, made you really have a disdain for everybody around Patrick Mahomes other than like Bobby Stroop, anybody with the chiefs and Patrick himself, mainly the rest of the circle, mainly his brother and his wife. But that's, you know, I think we already knew that it's just like, wow, okay, that's, that's a problem. It's probably going to be a problem. And then it kind of made Marcus Mariota put him in not very much of a flattering light.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, it
1: kind of tried to try to ease it a little bit, you know, finesse it a little bit. Well, and a bay, but you know it's yeah, yeah, not the best portrayal of Marcus Mariota. But did Kirk Cousins? Man, that was that may be the best thing Kirk Cousins ever did in his career because I think like you've heard it from a lot of people, and I I can vouch for it. You look at Kirk Cousins in a completely different way. Yep. After that series, I
2: like the spread of guys that they had in terms of like quality of quarterback. I mm-hmm. think that would, it could be boring if it was like Mahomes, Allen, Burrow. You had a good spread of quarterbacks in terms of their place in the league, their quality. Yeah. I thought that was a good idea.
0: Uh, all right, uh, coming up, a kind of different take from Jeff on the uh, Longhorn Notebook. Jeff's final day being from small-town Texas. That's why we're taking your small-town references today. Somebody said, my dad grew up in Weinert, Texas, outside of Haskell. His senior year was the last year of the school. He played six-man against Tick Perry in Paint Creek. You used to say that he hit Rick so hard he became a cheerleader in college. This is hey,
1: this is the best text we've gotten, Craig. Yeah. So apparently, the new high school and football field at Granger is getting pushed back. Oh yeah. So it looks like one more season at the old stadium. Yeah, there you I go. Maybe go watch a game there. So yeah. So no you can... track fence goes right up to the sideline. Yeah. Love old stadiums like that.
0: Somebody uh, thanking us for uh, broadening his uh, scatological lexicon. Thanking <laughs> you in a minimally sophomoric way back in the day, Bill and Craig Delimo, by Talking Sportsman, that elevated vocabulary, you've done the same but in a different way. Hashtag stink pickle. So there it is. <laughs> All right. We have a lot uh, still uh, coming up. I'm
1: working on the book on that, by the way. It should be out sometime by Christmas.
0: And we're working on giving away a copy of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. Be the 11th caller. 1-1. The 11th Caller 512-447-3776, 512-447-3776 to caller number 11 to win a copy of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine from The Horn, 1049-1019, AM 1260. We're live, local, and digital in the Horn app at Hornfm.com. Light
1: Tower. Jeff Light Tower.
0: Craig and Jeff with you here. Light the tower.
2: Happy Jack Farrell, our producer. What is that? Which return cut is that? This is Flock of Seagulls yeah, with yeah, space, space Age Love Song. Space
0: Age. I knew Not it was on the, the same hit. thing as I ran so far yes. away, but it's all. I thought. I thought that sounds very flockish. I think this is a better song, personally. I. I'm inclined to agree with you. But hey, who could sport the haircut? You know, the lead dude there with the wings. You know. Uh, so it was great (laughs) it's greatness there uh take through Texas. oh did we have a uh, winner of the dave campbell's texas football magazine
2: yes mr victor manella of pflugerville texas
0: all right victor congratulations um so uh here are people texas alpha asking uh before you go i need your views on the hardest hit in recent longhorn history is it Number one, Drew Kelson on Joel Klatt. Number two, Tony Brackens on the Tech Punt. It was Tony Rogers, the kicker. Or three, Cedric Benson runs into Mike Williams after the Chris Simpson interception. I'll give you another one. I'll give you another one we were just talking about during a break. Philip Giger flattening Terrence Newman on a kickoff return in '02, 2 prompting me to say Newman came running straight up the middle, thought it was clear, and all of a sudden Philip Giger showed up and said, Hello, Newman. I thought Keith Moreland was going to fall out of the booth. So uh, yeah, that uh, those, those were. I I'd still have to go with the the Kelson hit.
1: Um, my my personal favorite because I was there for it. I was at the game and saw it unfold when Nathan Vasher almost ended Carlos Francis's life. Okay. On a fake punt in the Tech game in 0-1.
2: Yeah, yeah. There's that too. good. Quandre Diggs on Pat Mahomes Ooh, is a personal favorite of mine. That's another also one.
1: Also super random.
2: I think it was a UTEP game. Malcolm Williams, the receiver, absolutely blew up a punter when he uh, mishandled the snap, and I just saw that highlight randomly. I, I don't know if I – he, like, flipped him over. It was fantastic. People, wow. Uh,
1: it, there was a topic on the flagship message board this weekend. Craig Longhorn football, one-hit wonders. and Butch had not, and Chris Warren. I'm like, hey, y'all remember that Malcolm Williams game against Tech?
0: 91 yards on that one touchdown from Colt. Was it, like,
1: four for, like, 190-something? yeah. And that yeah. was that's that's pretty much where it peaked, right?
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's another one. I'd forgotten that somebody brought up Taylor Potts. Got lit up. That
1: one was more of like the anticipation, I think, of how bad it was gonna be. No disrespect, yeah. Sergio Kendall, if you're listening right now, please don't come track me down. Um that was more like the anticipation of how bad it was gonna be rather than the impact of
0: it. I think old school here from Potato Head Earl Campbell trucking that SMU dude. I love that picture on the sideline where you see him just trampling him, kind of like what Herschel Walker did to Bill Bates. You I mean, seen that where you it, just trample right over him.
1: It's if we're if we're really ranking him, it's kind of one A, one B, and one C for me. It's the Tony Brackens hit on Tony Rogers, mm-hmm. like that's that's textbook. And then the two Bryant Westbrook hits, the hit on Randy Kinder in the Notre Dame game, and then the hit on Leland McElroy in the A and M
0: game. Yeah. Okay,
1: I especially love the Leland McElroy because Dick Vermeil was so fired up that, li- that Bryant Westbrook laid Leland McElroy out, yep. and I forget who the sideline reporter was. And he goes, "Don't shoot the messenger," and Dick Vermeil, without skipping a beat, says, "No, just shoot the official."
0: Oh boy, Quan Cosby, Lendy Holmes, oh that, yeah, that
1: folks is what you call a de-cleater.
0: Yeah, that was in 2008, as the texter was remembering. But see,
1: Quan's Quan's block would now be a penalty for blocking back. Yeah, the the Nathan Vacherin on Carlos Francis, you're you're ejected. You're probably that's suspended targeting. the next week. <laughs> it's targeting plus. You might have to go in front of the magistrate in the morning. I like, I don't know, man. That's oh gosh, that was and it was, what was worse about that one, Craig, is you you could see it coming. and You're like, this is not going to end well for Carlos Francis, no. and it did not at all end well.
0: Uh, it was Sergio Kendall who blew up Taylor yeah. Potts. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, a couple said Bevo versus Campbell. <laughs> was that uh and i was born I think, in,
1: I think pastor smashers think about the cedric griffin hit on uh oh was it kirkman was he the usc for david kirkman kirkman that caught that wheel route down yep. the sideline and cedric griffin just destroyed yep. him
0: he did he did uh so uh yeah so the, all, all of those were in there again more people sent also the Quandre digs on patrick mahomes bj foster on Amon Ross St. Brown. Damn, there's
1: one I haven't thought about in a while. The Marquise Goodwin block yeah. against... Didn't UCLA. Marquise get penalized for that, yeah, though? Yeah, he did, against yeah.
0: UCLA. Uh-huh. Uh, the Yeah, the, the, they'd say it'd be targeting against Drew Kelson now. Uh, pure beheading by Goodwin. Uh, somebody said, I have that photo of Campbell running over the SMU player. Photographed him, uh, framed him all. I've seen that one before. Yeah, there's, there's plenty of that. Nobody has mentioned... Nobody, they would mentioned Brian Robinson against uh, Rhett Bomar. Oh, yeah, that was bad, too. Uh, no one has mentioned Bevo versus Ugga. <laughs>
1: it just just came in?
0: Oh, it just came in. Yeah, there you go, Bevo versus Ugga. All right, tore that in. Let's move on now to our first hour Longhorn Notebook. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook.
1: I'll try to make these as tidy as possible. Okay.
0: Sorry. So
1: this first one, I just want to start with some kind of in the professional realm. Thank yous and listeners, you your next your next hour. So just just hang tight. Um, the, and as a, as I said on the twentieth, when I mentioned that you know this would this week would be my last week, I thought it was going to be tomorrow, but SARK press conference is getting in the way. Um. I mentioned that if this is it for radio for me, if this is it for me and radio, then I, I have no regrets. I leave with uh, no malice in my heart. I'm at peace with everything.
0: And 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 I and let me interrupt you there long enough to say it's not whether it's "quote unquote radio or not. It's not the interview of broadcasting because you're going to continue to yeah. do the Blitz
1: podcast. I'll still do the Longhorn Blitz podcast. Still find me at Horns 24/7 yeah. and looking forward to Really digging into uh, our YouTube channel and helping build that, so mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm by no means done in the Texas market covering the Longhorns, talking about the Longhorns. Just be different ways you'll find me, uh, but I, none of this would have would be would have happened. My foray into radio had it not been for two people, uh, Larry Carlson and Paul Alexander. Larry and Paul have been friends for a long time. Larry introduced me to Paul. Paul was the first person that ever put me on the air. When he was running, I think it's a long since defunct ESPN station in San Antonio. He had a a, a longhorn show. It was himself, Wayne McGarity, and then I was the third wheel. So that, I owe those two guys, and they know this, I I owe them so much. John and Danny. John and Danny gave me an opportunity to do my own show with the recruiting show at the Zone. And I know it's it's great every time I see John and got to, at your wedding, got to hang out with John and his Mm -hmm. wife. Oh, uh, the Madanis. The Madanis and the Barfields were at our table. So it was, it was a great night, but I, I love John to death. A lot death. of con- food consumed at that table. A lot of, well, between John and I, a lot of uh, brown drink was also consumed <laughs> at that table. Amber uh, beverages. Indeed. Uh, love John to death. I owe him a lot his trust in me, his belief in me. Really gave me a lot of reps, maybe when I hadn't done anything to earn them yet, but he was willing to give me those reps and was always looking for chances to put me on air. So, John, if you're listening, thank you so much. All the producers I had a chance to work with over the years, producers slash on-site engineers, uh, it starts with Matt Butler. That's Matt and I met at The Zone, and we decided to do a podcast, and the origins of the Longhorn Blitz podcast were building my early days at the zone, uh, Matt Butler, Trent and Jacob Detamore, Ellie Price, Ray Slater, Eddie Cross, uh, Aaron Scales, Chuck G for those that don't know uh, him by his uh, Christian name, Thomas Coronado, Mike Rivera, Adam Wagner, uh, Joe Houston, Jack, don't worry, you're coming up uh, here in a little bit. So, any, all those people, without our, we know our producers, Craig. Without those people, it's not possible to to get on the air and talk. So, uh, and if I leave anybody out, sincerely I apologize. Uh, anybody that I've had a chance to be on the air with. Kevin Dunn, Brad Kellner, Trey Elling, D. Hanson, the late Sean Adams, Chip Brown, Keith Moreland, Ahmad Brooks, Wayne McGarrity, Casey Stutter, Mark Henry, Stu Myrick, Justin Simmons, and I got a very very nice text this morning from Coach Ty Harrington. Got to nice. gotten to know Coach through this job. So uh, all those people learn. You pick up something different from them from from every one of those people, and uh, just can't thank some of those people enough for uh, for you know kind of let me tag along and you know entertain you know let, letting me. Uh, I guess kind of humoring me to an extent and, and, and letting me talk talk over them at times and, and talk with them. So thanks to all those people and a lot of those people I'm still in contact with. Now the horn staff. Um, Lise Hudson has meant a lot to me throughout this job and actually I just saw her in the hallway. Uh, she kind of popped her at the, uh, next to the glass there. Um, she has been awesome to work with. Yeah, Lise is tough. She's got that reputation, but... Uh, she's fair and will let you know good, bad, or indifferent. You know if Lisa's giving you feedback, you, you feel like it's coming from an honest place. And good, bad, or indifferent, she gave me a lot of feedback, uh, valued my opinion, uh, was always one to bend my ear about things, just kind of get my take on things. So uh, can't say enough about Lisa. Lisa was awesome to work for over here. Christina Killingsworth, I've felt like a lot of times was one of the reasons uh, in the last few weeks that I haven't just You know, set to heck with it and and walked out because there were some some of those days early on when we were dealing with this that were that that level of frustrating. Uh, And I've I've shared stuff with Christina that I haven't shared with a lot of people, and she's you know one of those unsung heroes. She's not on the air, but she has done so much for this station, meant so much and done so much for us as an on-air staff. Uh, You can't you can't put a dollar value on her contributions and what she's meant to this station to the staff and to me personally uh she's one of the people that i'm really really gonna miss by not coming in here every day uh to the two daves dave in the cave dave howard uh, and dave williams <clears throat> it makes sense on my last day dave williams is running around like a madman trying to make sure everything's functioning the right way so uh we don't call him defcon dave for nothing uh Dave's great. A
0: nickname I'm proud to say I
1: gave him, <laughs> and it has it has stuck. I don't. Some people in this building, Craig, I don't even know if they know Dave's last name. They just really? know him as Defcon Dave. Defcon Dave. Yeah. Uh, sales staff, especially uh, Natalie and Angie, uh, the work you two did to uh, put a little extra coin in my pocket, it's greatly appreciated. Uh, and then a couple of sales folks that moved on, Amanda and Brian, the work you guys did to help promote me, help promote the show, it's greatly appreciated. Uh, to uh, Jacob Standard. Uh, Derek Cohen, everybody affiliated with Flex ATX. Zach Lucero, uh, you know, I don't know what becomes of Flex now, but I hope that it's still a platform where, you know, guys that I think have potential to do really good in this business can still do it. Uh, Kelly Nassour, uh, also Christy Taylor, thank you guys for dealing with me and helping me out through, you know, concerns about, you know, hey, what does this look like? Do I need to submit this? What does this look like? And never being bothered by, My endless questions, so thank you two so much for uh, having the patience of Job at times dealing with me and my ignorance uh, of of radio. Uh, Aaron Hogan was the program director when this show was getting put together, and Aaron uh, was the one who first approached me and told me about the opportunity that I was going to have, Craig, to work with you. So big thanks to Aaron. Bucky Godbolt is a mentor, a friend, and maybe—I don't even know if he knows this, but one of the more underrated things about Bucky— you know, my dad, when my dad was sick, my dad loved listening to Bucky on the air. Craig, he loved you and he loved Bucky. And when Bucky told the baked potato story for the first time on the air. Oh, yeah. That was probably the last really good belly laugh my dad ever had. So, Bucky, I'll always be thankful to you for that. Ty Henderson just saw Tyrus. Uh, I know he's going to continue here as a producer of The Morning Show. And Ty and I probably spend more time talking about... uh sports cards in the hobby than we do talking about anything work-related. Uh, so it's been great getting to know Ty. Isaiah Collier. Zay is so passionate about not just radio but doing radio in Austin. And I really hope that somebody gives him an opportunity to continue to hone his craft because he can be a real asset to a station. Chad Hastings. Uh, I grew uh, It's weird to say I grew up listening to Chad because I did. When I was in high school, I would listen to Chad and the best piece of Chad gave me one of the best pieces of advice when I started this show he said hey you do the show that you can do don't try to be anybody else if you do the show that you can do no matter what happens you'll you'll feel at peace with everything and Chad is one of the biggest reasons that piece of advice he gave me is one of the biggest reasons why I feel at peace with with the outcome here and this being my last day uh, Patrick Davis it's it's been good getting to know Patrick and just I, I see Patrick more than probably I see Harge or rod in terms of the afternoon show, guys, because Patrick's office is the last door I pass on the way out, and uh, him bringing his dog up here and uh, you know, just getting to know Patrick has been great. Mike Harge, my brother from the 254, being able to represent our beloved area code, and I said I said Harge is is one of the few people, maybe the only person that can tell me street names around where he grew up, and I've got an exact idea of where he's talking about. Uh, Harge is one of the few people that knew where Florence, Texas was on a map and knew how to get there before I started doing the show. So uh, I love Harge to death. Just the best thing I can say about Mike Harge, and there's a lot of good things I can say about Harge, just a genuinely nice person that cares about people, always has a good word to say to you. Always wants to know how you're doing. Always engages you in conversation. I love hards. Uh Rod Babers. I, what else can I say about Rod that I haven't already said before? Uh, Rod and I, we've been through a lot together. And other than Craig, there's nobody I would rather do radio with than Rod. Rod, and I feel comfortable saying this now because we're at the end. There was a time where I didn't know financially if I could continue to do this. And Rod went to bat for me. And tried to do his best to make sure that I was made whole as much as I could possibly be. So Rod, uh, just your friendship, uh, your mentorship, the fact that you went to bat for me, just everything we've been through. I love you. And you now I'll see him in a couple hours doing a long home bliss podcast. But I love Rod Babers to death. He's family, uh, like the tower. We have had a couple different producers, Craig, uh, Sam Pika was actually our first producer. He was. Sam Pika, who didn't know that West Virginia was a state. Yep.
0: Thought it was just the western part of the state of Virginia.
1: Love Sam Pika. Jumping Jack Farrell, stick with this, Jack. You're going to do great things, man. And I I truly, truly believe that you're talented. I like your demeanor, just the way that it seems like nothing, you're like the quarterback everybody would want. Nothing seems to bother you back there at all. Always willing to do whatever to help out. Uh, And, and, your uh, your work has not gone unnoticed, man. It really, really appreciate it.
0: Are you saying Jack is the Trent
1: Dilfer of the staff? Is that what you are saying? I yeah. was thinking more like uh, like Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, but yeah, oh, just kind I like of that. that. I like that better. Thank yeah. You. yeah, okay. Yeah. So I'll, I'll give him a little more than Trent Dilfer. Come okay. on, Craig. He's not just a bus driver. Right. uh Snoop Daniel, man. Snoop was such a big part of this show, and. I love Snoop to death. The childlike demeanor, like it was, you never knew what you were going to get with Snoop. He was a complete wild card and really helped make this show part of what it was. And it's been great to keep in contact with Snoop. And I know no matter what he does, he's going to continue to do great things promoting high school sports in this area. Cameron Parker, I can't say enough about just how talented Cam is. And Craig, I know you and Cam have talked about some things that could be in the works for him down the road. And I'm so happy for that because he needs an opportunity. He needs to get reps. He deserves reps. He deserves an opportunity. And Cam, I got to know Cam when he was a stu, uh, in student media at UT. And to see him grow and to see his career really develop has been amazing. And then there's Craig. thank you will never be enough to tell you how much I've appreciated this to tell you what you and your family mean to me the fact that you've let me in on so much and opened up your knowledge your wisdom your mentorship your friendship to me um, regardless of, of what this end means to anybody riding shotgun with you, I would, even if I knew it was going to end the same way, I'd do it all over again, knowing that I got to do a show with you. Um, and the fact that as, as notable as your career is, and even if I'm just a footnote in it, the fact that I'm in it at all is appreciated beyond words. And I love you. And I I don't feel like this is the last time we're going to work together or cross paths professionally. I know personally, nothing looking to change there. Um, but Craig, just just thank you, and I love you, and and you know whatever whatever happens next, um, hopefully it's an opportunity where you can t- continue in addition to calling games to do what you love, which is doing doing a talk show and, and talking sports.
0: Thank you, my brother. Appreciate that. Thanks for those great words. Uh, after all that, we got inconceivable coming <laughs> up, so stay tuned for that when we continue to light the tower on the horn.
1: Light the tower. Inconceivable. Inconceivable 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 You keep using the word I don't think it means what you think it
0: means uh, Does Inconceivable start off With a Jimmy Buffett pasta salad <laughs> Look at this There's a recipe there I got For the Jimmy Buffett pasta salad uh, They serve that at
1: the Margaritaville it chain
0: must be Margaritaville campaign uh, the, oh, uh, It's uh, pasta salad right? Not chicken salad What makes it Jimmy Buffett uh it's, it's uh i'm trying to see I, I think it was something he liked or did or something anyway why is our music fading oh it is i thought it was completely <laughs> gone from it. i thought it was leaving us there uh, okay
1: craig needs his herb alpert right around 11 o'clock <laughs> yeah I have to have that Hey, uh, so what are you going to do like like Wednesday? Are you just going to fire up the Herb Alpert around 10.55? Uh, just play it in the house?
0: That's what iTunes is all about, <laughs> you know. You, know, that where you just kind of do that there. Okay, uh, first things first. Um, I know you're going to give a, a, a review of Cocaine Bear coming Yes. Up. So we'll have that coming up. I watched up. it,
1: right. finally.
0: So we're going to have that coming up past the top of the hour. Uh, box office and set, uh, success, yes for Barbie, yes for Oppenheimer. But Barbenheimer, really. In other words, folks who went to both—that mm-hmm. uh, it was uh, 122 million dollars in gross revenue uh, there, and another 46 million over the weekend as well. So it's now 167 million for the both of them. Dang. So yeah, it's uh, if if you're a Barbie fan, yes. If you're an Oppenheimer fan, yes. If you're a Barbenheimer fan, really yes. So there's that. Um, The other day I mentioned on the Olympics that are coming up next year in Paris about how they're cleaning up the Seine River Mm -hmm. to where you can swim in it. Again, because we know there's a lot of the well-known bodies of water uh, across the country and around the world. You just don't go swimming. You don't go go jumping into uh, Lady Bird Lake. You know, there's toxic y'all, algae y'all been, and all this stuff Y'all been stuff by like the that.
1: river walk and taking a big whiff?
0: Yeah, you don't want yeah. to go in there. Don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Don't jump in the Potomac River. Don't jump in the Platte River in Nebraska. And But they say they've cleaned up the seine. Uh, but longtime journalist uh, David Adelman says, and I quote, I wouldn't swim in that water at gunpoint, was what, what he said. Uh, Nebraska. He said, not without a full biohazard <laughs> suit. Although he admits... That he's had a cat fall in the river a dozen times and survived. He said, "Of course, he's never dived into Fisher out either. He made sure the cat found a way to get out on its own there." So the cleanup efforts.
1: Continue. I used to swim in the Lampasas River, uh, and I don't have you know cancer or a third you know finger growing out of my head. I'm fine. Or the so.
0: Leon? Did you ever jump in the Leon?
1: No, just the Lampasas. Uh, every now and the then, Bosque. the San the, the San Gabriel <laughs> yeah. uh, it runs right yeah. through uh, the park there in you Georgetown. You ever done
0: a hop in Salado Creek?
1: Never hopped in Salado Creek. Yeah, okay. No, all right. I just you, know, you got to go. drive down the Salado Road to get. to You'd Salado. have to do that. And if you're in Salado, you drive down the Florence Road.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, on on your last day, we have to have another airline horrific story, right?
1: <laughs> is this uh, is this anybody trying to either? Okay, let me let me. I just want to take one of these two off the table. Okay. Anybody trying to break into the cockpit? Nope. Anybody trying to force the exit door open while in mid-flight? No. Okay.
0: But this is different. This was a business class passenger flying from Houston to Amsterdam. This on American. Uh, It was on United. Okay. Um, I should give you some context about this and let you know that business class and first class passengers, you know, they get like a three course meal Mm -hmm. when they have international travel. But United Airlines has come under criticism for its meals. That they really haven't really stepped up. That they haven't. Uh, it, that 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 it's been not good. And uh, like for example, they used to serve ice cream as as dessert. And when the pandemic came, they wound up um, dumping the ice cream and started just giving you like a brownie. And they haven't. So what's done, wrong with that? And well, it's not ice cream. That's that's why. Uh, and so it's it's been a it's been a problem with some of this. And uh, this three course meal also uh, has additional food options throughout the duration of the flight. Uh, they've had things like seared lemongrass salmon, seared beef short rib, a ricotta salad with honey manicotti. And the cost of a first class or business class ticket from Houston to Amsterdam is typically averaging $6,927. It's a nice little chunk of change. Yeah. So maybe you have the right to wonder about what your meal is. I don't think you have enough fuel in the tank. To create such a disturbance that they forced the plane to divert two hours north of Chicago to get the passenger off the Jeez. plane. The, he was this that was upset about, about food. he was that upset about his meal in business class. Uh, it was an incident, and and so they had to divert the flight to O'Hare uh, in the need for police intervention in removing a disruptive passenger from the plane. Uh, And they had to circle O'Hare for a while to burn off fuel so they could make a safe landing with a full load. So, yeah. So, anyway, they said it was the lowest level of threat. Uh, The Twitter user mentioned that the pastor seemed to be extremely angry about their meal selection. (laughs) They were not happy. The aircraft then continued on to Amsterdam. It got there three hours late because this dude was not happy with his business class meal. Couldn't.
1: Okay, couldn't United, just, I'm just spitballing here, couldn't they partner with like, I'm not even saying you got to do like, you know, an, an independent steakhouse, partner with like a Ruth's Chris, like a chain or something, right? Well,
0: there's a there's a Wolfgang Puck's restaurant inside of O'Hare. Yeah,
1: but, partner uh, with them and be like, okay, if you've got business class or first mm-hmm. class, you can order your food right there and All it's included in your ticket. Yeah, and just yeah. take it with you yeah. on the plane.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, see, maybe that's your next step,
1: you know, in your career. But well, see, I thing? said it on the air, so now yeah, somebody else will yeah. pick it
0: up. Uh, it also would not be a. Uh, it also would not be mm-hmm. uh, inconceivable without a fast food update. Um, food truck, London, Dateline, London, England. Uh, there is this uh, veggie burger. Now you tell me. I know you're already not giving over to eating a veggie burger. Would you be even less turned off if the burger looked like that? What is that? That's a veggie burger with some green stuff. Um, So people were a little bit... uh, What I fed my
1: dog this morning looks more appealing than that.
0: They were a little bit uneasy about taking it until they realized they were having it served to them by none other than Prince William. Oh, dang. Heir to the throne of the King of England. Was serving people in a food truck.
1: Is this so uh, the royal family can show they're like the common folk?
0: No, it's because he has an interest in the uh, in the in this deal in the in the whole vegan oh, part in, of it. Oh,
1: he's investing in the, in, yeah, in the food truck. I guess in the okay. in,
0: in the vegan thing. So, yeah, <laughs> the vegan thing. Uh, oh, yes, you t- in, you can tell vegan. you're a
1: carnivore, yeah. Hey,
0: I told you, I had a garden burger at at Players once and i
1: really liked it hey no joke i had the uh got the big salad at pluckers yesterday after church that thing goes hard That's that's probably the most underrated thing pluckers has on the menu yeah well there you go the big
0: salad finally uh, a couple of different people including our man cb and bobby anderson both sent this to us from the new york post where a man who spent fourteen thousand dollars to transform himself into a collie went out for a walk and if you Look at the photos. It does kind of look like a dog kind of becoming a man. A Japanese native transformed himself into a canine after forking out more than $14,000 for a custom-made collie costume. So it's a... But it is it, 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 it is a costume, but it looks really pretty realistic. He only goes by Toko online, says the unusual garment has hap- helped actualize his d- dream of becoming an animal. Uh, he shared it to the YouTube channel. It's had over 32,000. Does that not look like a dog? Do that it? looks like a dog, yeah. Yeah, that's a man in a dog suit. I mean,
1: I, look, if you got the money, if you got an extra fourteen grand laying around yeah. and, I don't know, you want to get a, a rhino horn surgically implanted yeah. in your forehead, yeah. you go for it. It
0: looks like it, it took 40 days to create that costume.
1: Looks like a collie, man. Looks good. If I—I yeah. I would I can think of much better ways to spend $14,000, but like I said, if you want to... Whatever you want to do.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's your cash, right? Yeah,
1: different strokes for different folks. I'm there not here go. to judge. There you go. All right. I got to feel like there's some kind of like weird fetish tie-in there or something. <laughs> we'll going to be more. We, we won't be able to get into it, but there's, there's going to be more to that story yeah. around the corner.
0: All right. We'll get to that coming up when we continue with Light the Tower. Uh, final day for Jeff here on the program on the horn.